Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. All right, here we go. Welcome to this hour of the program. Rob Breckenridge with you on a Wednesday afternoon, 403-974-8255 is the way to reach us, 974-TALK. Your calls, your texts, same number. I'll just set to hear in a few minutes from uh, Wild Rose MLA Tanny Yao some more reflection on the one-year anniversary, of course, of the evacuation of Fort McMurray and the devastating wildfire and kind of where things are at uh, one year later. It's interesting, Tanny Yao himself has lived in Fort McMurray since the 1970s. And was for a time a firefighter and a paramedic in the community. And we heard last week, of course, from those uh, three firefighters who put together that book, uh, detailing their own stories, sharing some of the photos uh, from within Fort McMurray as they took on the beast. Uh, so certainly Tandy Yao, I think, has, has that perspective on things. But, of course, uh, it was a year ago today that uh, all the MLAs were in Edmonton. They were in the legislature. And so uh, Brian Jean and Tanny Yao set off for Fort McMurray when, of course, all the traffic was coming the other way. Uh, so it was uh, quite a few days for them. We'll talk a bit about that. And, you know, as well, some of the lessons learned, I think, from going through that kind of a disaster. So we'll get into some of that. A um, lot more to get to uh, on the program today, of course, as mentioned, time for your calls and your texts. But uh, let's go here to Tanny Yao, Wild Rose MLA for Fort McMurray Wood Buffalo. Tanny, great to have you with us here today. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Mr. Breckenridge. Well, and I know it's it's a busy day, a lot going on today, obviously, to, to kind of commemorate what, what happened a year ago and, and everything the community has been through. Just kind of your own initial thoughts, I guess, on, on what you've been seeing and hearing from people today. Well, today's been a very positive day. We're down here at Snipe Park in downtown Fort McMurray, and uh, there's a lot of people out. It's a bit of a low-key celebration um, you know, our indigenous uh, friends and family have set up uh, some teepees where you can do some smudging, and there's like a free barbecue by Unifor, and uh, and you know, it's uh, really uh, the whole community's come out. It's been really nice. You know, when you go around the community, if someone had never been to Fort McMurray or hadn't been there in many years and were to go into the community today, are, are there still signs of of what happened a year ago? Oh, by far, yeah. uh, a lot of the construction of the neighborhoods is just been starting in the last uh, couple of months, quite honestly. So um, there were definitely slow-ups at the provincial municipal levels, but um, people are proceeding now. And uh, at the same time, some negative things are a lot of people that haven't had their issues addressed are starting now to take those uh, legal routes regarding insurance and whatnot. So yeah, it's I mean, a mix. Yeah, it certainly has been. But as you say, I mean, the downside, I mean, it's been a, a real arduous process for a lot of people. Everything they went through a year ago and losing their homes and their belongings and then having to deal with various levels of government, deal with the insurance companies. It's been quite a, a situation for a lot of people. It sure has. But uh, people are persevering. And uh, certainly there's a lot of supports out there to try to support. You know, we certainly get a lot of people like come to our office. And we try to direct them towards the 
towards the different paths that they can take. Yeah. So. And, and on an issue like this, and I think the opposition has tried to work with the government as much as possible, or at least to make sure that they're living up to, to their obligations and their commitments. So uh, where are we at with that? And what are the, maybe the lessons we've learned from, from going through something like this? The lessons learned? Um, well, we're still waiting for some reports to come out, but I think some lessons to be learned are certainly about uh, the ability for uh, emergency services and forestry and whatnot to respond to these incidents. And, uh, and uh, but Rob, as you've seen, like, uh, you know, the areas where government fails or can't provide the communities and, you know, even Calgary's and all the communities around there stepped up to the plate and supported Fort McMurray. And you can't put a price on that. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, now, it's interesting because a year ago, you were all in, in Edmonton, right? The ledge was sitting at the time, wasn't it? That's right. And then, uh, but when you and I talked, uh, we were actually here in Fort McMurray. And uh, uh, if I recall, yeah, we were, uh, yeah. We'll talk about that day time. because you and Brian uh, set off together then and started heading north. You bet. You bet. Um, yeah, that was an interesting time there. Um, I remember we were heading up and with a... Uh, in my truck there, and I, I do remember that Brian insisted that we hit a Canadian tire, and at the time, you know, I just didn't have the presence of mind to recognize we're going to need some survival supplies and some food and whatnot, because uh, I had the mindset that I was going home, and I had a whole house there that was still intact, but Brian had lost his, and he lost everything, so that was certainly a eye-opener for fellow like myself. And of course, you run into it to all the people who are coming in the opposite direction, been been told to leave the community. So, when were you able to to actually get into to Fort McMurray? Oh, so yeah, I think we got in that. It was a Tuesday we went up, and we actually didn't get in. We were probably waiting outside on the edge of town for a couple hours, trying to wean, uh, wiggle our way through the traffic. So they had all all the the divide highway all focused on southbound traffic, right? Yeah. So. Well, I remember talking to you guys a few times in those days, and, and you ended up sort of bouncing around a little bit. You'd set up camp in one area, and then that, that area would be evacuated and it was on to somewhere else. Yeah, that's uh, the nice thing about having a tent is you can pack it up pretty quick when you see the flames coming. So that was a, a bit of an eye-opener there as well. So, um, But we adapted like everyone else did, and we uh, got through it okay. How much of a threat is there still? I know part of the process going forward is to to look at ways of better protecting the community should this kind of uh, situation present itself in the future. Are we making progress on on that side? Um, That remains to be seen, but there are some good suggestions that came from a lot of the professionals that I've talked to. There's uh, some lessons learned from California is changing, like, the building code for homes that are on green belts and whatnot and and, uh, having more... No more cedar shingles, let's just say, maybe clay or uh, asphalt shingles, that kind of thing. Um, no more wood siding on those buildings. Keep them like a non-flammable surface like stucco and whatnot. So that's uh, that was a good uh, suggestion from some people. I'd like to see that one happen. Yeah. I, would say, I mean, you know, Port McMurray is kind of a transient community. Uh, you know, people coming from all over the place. People have only lived there for, for a few years in a lot of cases. But you've, you've lived in the community a very long time, haven't you? I have. Uh, my family moved here in 1977 from New Brunswick, and uh, we were part of that first wave of Maritimers that came out. Yeah. But um, I don't know, Rob, if you guys were able to see the Red Cross maps of uh, all the people that were registered with them that were from Fort McMurray. And uh, that's, that map is the epitome of uh, our community. 
and our people are everywhere from Victoria to Newfoundland and uh, large populations right across uh, Ontario and Quebec. And, you know, it was good to see that everyone could go back home, but certainly shows our integration with our country. Yeah, oh, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it's quite something. You know, and it was interesting, too. Last last week, we spoke with three uh, Fort McMurray firefighters who have uh, released a book sharing their stories, sharing yeah. some of the, the harrowing photos of what happened a year ago. Now, you worked as a firefighter for a time there, didn't you? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, did you ever yeah. have to deal with any kind of, obviously nothing like this, but I mean, that, I, that wildfire threat. I did. Uh, I do have my wildland urban interface training. I had the wildland uh, forestry courses, and I did... Uh, um, we did help some communities during my time here, specifically Conklin, which is south of here. And uh, about 10 years ago, they were under threat. And uh, but we handled things differently, and I have that experience to compare it to. So there might be some criticisms from me on what happened here, but we'll wait and see. <laughs> yeah, but certainly, I mean, what everything they went through a year ago, I mean, you, you can certainly uh, have, you know, empathize with, with what they were dealing with. I mean, it's it's incredible. And I know certainly a big part of today is to, to thank those guys for, you know, those countless hours, all those sleepless nights spent trying to save the community. I mean, it was just a heroic effort, wasn't it? It was fantastic. Uh, you know, the emergency service workers, like the firefighters and the paramedics and the police, you know, they all really... Uh, um, um, brought their A game, but it's not only those folks that we have to thank. I mean, we also have to look at our utility companies. Like, um, you know, Atco did a good job. You know, we they needed power and they needed uh, to control the gas that was being supplied to a lot of these homes and whatnot, and as well as like the water treatment people uh, at the. They're ensuring that the firefighters had some water to work off of. So, I mean. There was a lot of contributions from everybody, and it was fantastic. Yeah, really was. Well, Tanny, we'll leave it there. Uh, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Really appreciate this. Thank you very much. All right, take care. That's uh, Tanny Yao. He is uh, Wild Rose MLA for Fort McMurray Wood Buffalo, uh, one of the two uh, provincial ridings that overlaps the community. Of course, him and Brian Jean represent the community, and you know what a few days it was for them this time a year ago. Uh, of course, Brian has mentioned uh, lost his home in the fire. Tanny, fortunately, uh, his home survived. But, uh, yeah, you think about all the people still dealing with the aftermath, even to this day, still dealing with the aftermath. And as he says, right, I mean, you can still drive around the community. You can tell that, you know, something big happened a year ago. It takes a while to get those rebuilds going. Uh, so, yeah, quite a process, obviously, then for a lot of people. Some were fortunate enough, as mentioned, to be able to, to get back in relatively quickly. But you know, in terms of the community getting back to normal, getting back to where it was before the fire, right? That, that takes time. All right, listen, 403-974-8255 is the way to reach us here today. We have some other stuff to get to. Uh, busy afternoon for you. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.